Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. Caught on camera, at least three fights inside a local high school, injuring two teachers. What school staff says is next for the nine students involved and what may have prompted the fights. Then, no, you don't. No, you don't. You hold kangaroo court. Tempers flare today inside a special Johnston County Board of Education meeting called today regarding newly elected board member Michelle Anton. We'll take you inside. A backdoor cold front is bringing a quick snap of cooler air. When we'll feel it and the three systems that we're tracking in the tropics right now. We thank you for what you've done and what no, you, you continue don't. to no, do. No, you don't. You hold kangaroo court. Now, I will entertain a motion you to do. adjourn. I, I'm, telling hey, you, I'm hey. telling you that right now. What are, you, what are you going to do? Wait, 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 wait. Well, how about that? Lots of uh, yelling at a very heated school board meeting. As you can tell, it was heated today. That's Johnston County. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. And I'm Ashley Rowe. The board met to talk about accusations against a new board member after a teacher filed a grievance. WRL's Chelsea Donovan dug into the accusations and listened in on the near hour of bickering. This is out of control. In are between. You, are you interrupting can me? You For 45 minutes, school board members bickered. It's really uh, unfortunate that the um, actions of board members leads this to this. In the meeting, the board attorney revealed a report regarding allegations centered around Board of Education member Michelle Antoine, who recently filed a lawsuit against her own board and the chair on September 12th. But you know, me writing an email asking a superintendent to do something about some behavior, that's at question. Three yes. allegations surrounding Antoine were investigated. The first allegation and the finding are completely redacted, so we don't know what that involves. The second allegation is Antoine conspired with others to file grievances against an employee. That allegation wasn't proven. Finally, Antoine was found in violation of the third allegation against her, that she wasn't truthful to investigators, broke board rules, including releasing confidential information about the complainant. 100% false. Tensions ran high through the course of the meeting. The most unprofessional person I've ever seen sit on, on, on the Board of Education or any board. Don't interrupt me right now. now I, I'm, telling hey, you, I'm hey. telling you that right now. What are, what are you going to do? Wait, 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 wait. Just sit down. Look. What, what? Those in attendance feel these issues take away from students' needs. While this circus is going on between... Ronald Johnson and Michelle Antoine, the board will never be able to conduct business. We thank you for what you've done and what no, you, you continue don't. to no, do. No, you don't. You hold kangaroo court. Now, I will entertain a motion you to do. adjourn. I asked for you to stop the circus when Make I got on this board adjourn. in December. Boo, second. I, I asked motion and a second. You, do, you stop going after people politically and question. focus on students and you refuse to do it. In a statement to WREL, Michelle Antoine said the grievance complaint was found inadequate to prove any allegations. You can read her full statement right now on WREL.com. Chelsea Donovan, WREL News, Johnston County.
And by the way, in a 5-2 vote, board members said Antoine could respond to the accusations in the form of an affidavit. Let's move on now to some developing news in Hope County. Two Hope County high school teachers are hurt after students got into multiple fights today. Mark Boyle is in the WRL Live Center with what we're learning from the district's interim superintendent. Mark? Well, cuts and bruises for those teachers. Fortunately, Ashley, they're going to be okay. This all happened today. Two separate fights, all caught on video. Take a look at your screen. This is what we're talking about here. Teachers, staff stepped in eventually to help break these fights up. And the school tonight saying that's what they're there to do. They're going to make sure that as many kids stay safe. That is their job and responsibility. They're speaking out about this. Several students involved in this fight on the outside of the media center there near the parking lot. Another fight in the bathroom involving some uh, young girls. Take a listen to the spokesperson here from the district talking about how all this unfolded today. Our staff here did not hesitate to react to take care of the kids that they're in charge of here. And they're not going to let kids fight. They're not going to let bad things happen. And now, those involved could face some legal troubles. All of that's still under review, according to the district. And you might be sitting at home saying, well, how in the world did this happen? What caused all of this? The school spokesperson believes some of the things, the discussions, the arguments that were uh, taking place over the weekend spilled out until the uh, Monday morning start of the school week. Back to you. I'm glad everyone is going to be okay. Mark. Yeah. Thank you. So after years of debate, Medicaid expansion is here. It takes effect in our state on December 1st. Governor Roy Cooper made that announcement today. Hundreds of thousands of North Carolinians will get access to health care coverage. About 300,000 will be enrolled automatically. The rest can apply online or at their local DSS office. That's also why we've been working with community stakeholder groups, churches, um, other faith organizations, civic organizations, to make sure that they're informing people that um, could be eligible to consider it and to come forward. Secretary Kinsley there with the governor, the governor today. Governor Cooper also noting that the expansion comes with a $1.6 billion in federal funds. More than half of that money will be put toward expanding behavioral health resources in the state. Two people are hurt after a U.S. Postal Service vehicle hit them. This was a scene on Wren Drive in Cary today. Police tell us the USPS vehicle hit two pedestrians there around 1.30. Both had very minor injuries, but they went to the hospital just in case. The USPS driver was cited for driving with a revoked license and failing to yield to pedestrians. A Rocky Mount man facing charges now connected to a gun that was found at an elementary school last week. Investigators tell us a seven-year-old had that gun at Winstead Avenue Elementary in Nash County. The school never locked down because of this. It turns out the child got the gun from his uncle though, 30-year-old Anvil Putty. Investigators executed a search warrant at Putty's home and found four guns, one of them reported stolen. Putty is charged with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon and improper storage of firearms to protect minors. Durham is looking at a new way for burials to go green. You can see here, no embalming fluid, use biodegradable containers, and more. It's called a green natural burial. The idea could be coming to at least two city-owned cemeteries. WRL's Monica Casey found out to make this happen, the city would have to change some rules. Beachwood Cemetery opened in 1924. It's the final resting place for many prominent African Americans, and now more Durham residents will have the option to be buried here. The city of Durham is expanding this historic cemetery, adding 390 new spaces. Well, this gives the opportunity for everyone uh, to be um, 
you know, together if they want. Preservation Durham Board President Melva Regal says this expansion and a new burial option shows the city's investment in history. It is great that we are now um, writing things that have been uh, sort of unfair for, for many years. Erica Javier Beauvoir is leading the Reimagined City Cemeteries Initiative, which would make Beechwood and Maplewood hybrid cemeteries, allowing green natural burials. A columbarium is in the works at Beechwood, and an ash scattering garden is proposed at Maplewood. More uh, nature-centered uh, places where people can go visit, sit, reflect, and be with their loved one and think about their loved one. City councilors heard an update on the cemeteries. It's really hard to be in an emotional disaster and then try to handle something so technical and I just think that this process really just makes that entire process much more honorable um, much more caring. A survey of more than 340 Durham residents shows 87% are interested in green natural burials, 88% want ash scattering gardens, and 72% are interested in ongoing education. In Durham, Monica Casey, WRAL News. City staff says those green natural burials are better for the environment and cheaper overall. People in Pittsburgh can get safe drinking water for free as the town addresses concerns about cancer-causing chemicals likely in the water system. Town water customers can get free reverse osmosis-treated water. There have been ongoing concerns about the drinking water since officials measured high levels of 1,4-dioxane in the Ha River four years ago. Customers can fill jugs and bottles with treated water at the Chatham Marketplace on Hillsborough Street. Pfizer has restarted manufacturing now. The lines there are back up and running at its Rocky Mount facility. This was the site, of course, uh, that looked like this not long ago, damaged by that EF3 tornado that hit the area back in July. The storm damaged about 40,000 pallets of packaging supplies and medicines. Pfizer says it restarted production on 13 medicines, but a couple dozen others are still on hold. The company says it considered patient needs and inventory levels to decide which medicines got the green light and when. The plant won't fully reopen until the end of the year. Pfizer says the damage will affect the medicine supply at the plant until at least the middle of next year. Coming up, a bit of a role reversal in some North Carolina schools. Students are at their desks. Teachers are remote. WRL's Education Insider brings you inside one of these classrooms. And we keep asking you to write in, and this is why. Up next, we're going to respond to some of your feedback on our in-depth story about Tez Walker. Kat. Nophelia is out of here, but hurricane season is not over yet. I'll have a closer look at the next systems that we are tracking coming up. This is what the classroom looked like during the pandemic, right? Students in the screen zooming in from home while teachers taught virtually from the school building. Today, the roles are reversing in some schools. Most kids are back in the classroom and now some teachers are teaching virtually. A big screen is set up at the front of the room. WRL's Education Insider, Emily Walkenhorst, went to one of those classrooms to see how it works. We're all here for English class today at Northern Granville Middle School. We need a copy of the worksheet. But the teacher, she's sort of here. Anna Howard is teaching her students via a webcam and a sophisticated online classroom portal. Students can ask questions and see all of their coursework. 
that you can drop those in the class chat or the private chat. Classroom coach Stefan Jennings keeps students on task and provides extra academic help. For your specific titles, so that means you're going to have to put it in. This type of class will happen 10 times today in Northern Granville Middle. Schools in at least 15 other districts and several charter schools will do it too. I'll be honest, um, at first our parents were a little apprehensive, but once they saw that the teachers were certified and highly qualified and they could see that they were building relationships with the children and the children are, you know, progressing, the parents and students have become more comfortable with it. North Carolina schools are short on teachers. They had at least 3,500 openings to start the school year. Eighth grader Ezra Satterwhite says his virtual teacher is better than someone who isn't a permanent teacher. We get a feel from the teacher and we know more about the teacher because they're there with us every day. But fellow eighth grader Reese Kigley says she's more of a hands-on learner. She needs to be able to talk back and forth with her teacher and form a relationship. So she and her English teacher are typing back and forth in a private chat. So far, she's really been helping me out because I'm not that good at ELA, but she's been trying to help me out with other things to get me ready for what she's going to be teaching us. It takes some getting used to, but for Ezra, it feels intuitive now. Our generation, we know more about tech and online, so it's very easy to adapt to. Emily Walkenhorst, WRAL News, Granville County. You know, 3,500 teacher vacancies this fall is actually a bit better than the 4,500 we had last fall. That's thanks to some non-traditional approaches like recruiting people from different industries. For more information on virtual teachers, visit the education section of WREL.com. Let's go in depth for just a moment. I, I want to read some of the responses I got uh, after reporting last week on the mixed messages surrounding college football. I mentioned UNC wide receiver Tez Walker, the player who got benched by the NCAA and a pretty controversial decision. I went into the details about his multiple transfers and the criticism of the NCAA for being selective with its policies, the outrage from coaches and fans, the backlash really from all sides of this issue. And then I wrapped it up, uh, the little point I was making by asking if anyone knew what Walker's major was, what he was studying, pointing out that his schoolwork was an afterthought in all of this coverage. I was trying to explain the hypocrisy surrounding the narrative of student athletes. Some Tar Heel fans on Twitter, well, they didn't like this very much. They criticized my reporting. Julie said, apparently it is too hard for Haggerty to do any research at all, although he claims he has. Tez made the MAC academic squad in 2022 with a 3.77 GPA. And his major, while at Kent State, was sports performance. Julie and several other Tar Heel fans pointed me to this article from the Kent State website where Tez Walker made the academic all-conference team and, again, had that 3.77 GPA, which is very good. Thank you to everybody for reaching out and, you know, holding me accountable and demanding thorough reporting. So I will clarify my point that seemed to miss the mark with a few of you, which ironically is reinforced by Walker's grades, not diminished by them. You see... My story was never a critique of Walker or his eligibility, something I stated specifically in the piece. I haven't found one negative story about him. By all accounts, he's a good person, a good student, a hard worker, and a really good wide receiver. But that wasn't the story. What I asked was, if academics are truly the top priority for college athletes, like we're told by the NCAA, the ACC, the coaches, the schools, people on Twitter, apparently, 
then his major and his schoolwork would be part of almost every story about him. But they're not. And the fact that Walker's academic achievements are still an afterthought despite being exemplary kind of furthers that point. Imagine it the other way around. What if Walker won some award for the work he was doing in the classroom? Do you think the media would cover that story and just not mention that he was a great football player? We need to be honest about our priorities. It makes, a very, uh, it makes it very difficult to have informed opinions about the ever-changing, ever-growing, ever-enriching world of college athletics if we don't take this stuff seriously. Uh, if you disagree, you might still disagree. Let me know. Let me hear it. Email dan at wrl.com. Give me your thoughts on this story or anything else. We're working on a bunch of stuff this week. Um, again, that email is the best way to get a hold of me. We have a couple of people monitoring that email account. But as you can see, I do have Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff too, and I will check them from time to time. It really, it just boils down to me wanting your feedback, your opinions, and your critiques as we go in-depth. All right. Eastern North Carolina communities are still working to recover from flooding caused by tropical storm Ophelia. The mayor of Belhaven says some areas saw up to three feet of floodwaters. Multiple downtown businesses had more than a foot of water inside. Several inches of water remain on the roads downtown. At least one business got hit with thousands of dollars in damages, but they say they can reopen by Wednesday. Many homes and businesses only had minor damage. Meteorologist Kat Campbell, Kat, just a beautiful day today. I thought, what's the rest of the week looking like? Well, at least we've got dry weather. So many of us need to dry out after all the rain that we saw this weekend. However, we're not going to have the sunshine that we had before, unfortunately, to help us dry out as much. But we get a little bit of a break from any imminent tropic threats. However, there are a couple things out there worth mentioning. There was a system that the National Hurricane Center had highlighted for potential development in the Gulf of Mexico. Good news, they've axed that. No more chances for development for this system close to the Gulf of Mexico. It's tracking west over land and into an area with more wind shear. We do have tropical storm Philippe, and then we've got another system which really has a lot of thunderstorm activity blowing up there, as you can see in the black on satellite. But let's start with the name storm, Tropical Storm Philippe. It remains pretty consistent in its intensity as it tracks north of the Caribbean islands. It will continue to likely steer to the north after that. We've been watching that system and its model plot since last week, since it was in the eastern Atlantic. But we've noticed there's more of a spread on the model plots today. So there is still some uncertainty in its long-term path. And one of the reasons why is we've got another tropical system that could actually develop and then influence the steering currents of Philippe. So here's our next tropical system looking pretty healthy on satellite. There's the black, the thunderstorm activity blowing up around it. It's got an 80% chance of developing over the next week, and it's going to be headed into that same region that Philippe is in right now. And you can see that on the model plots as well. What happens is when you get these two tropical systems that come together, sometimes they can actually kind of spin around each other. It's called the Fujiwara effect. And and I've seen a couple models indicate that that could happen with these not all models on board. We'll watch to see if that could alter the long-term trajectory. Either way, I've not seen any imminent threats to the East Coast or the U.S. So we'll monitor it for you in the meantime. But look at this. We are just going very quickly through our list of hurricane names. The next one on the list is our R name. 
Rena, and we will be watching that one. Only five names left on our list for the year. Hopefully we don't make it all the way through. If you look at the WRAL Gardens, boy, it's getting dark early these days, but I wanted to tell you we're in the process of building a new outdoor weather set. We cannot wait to debut it to you all next month. Looking forward to it in the beautiful October weather that timed out perfectly for us. 77 degrees right now, a northeast wind around seven miles per hour. Our wind will continue to pick up as we see a cold front drop in from the north tonight. That's going to bring a lot of clouds, but also some cooler temperatures. Check out these numbers. 75 tomorrow. 73 is the high Wednesday and Thursday. That's seven degrees below normal this time of year. Boy, it should be nice outside for the fall lovers. It is going to be a nice week overall, but you're going to see a lot more clouds than sun. Not necessarily a full overcast all week long. We hold on to a 20% chance for rain overnight into tomorrow with that front. Not a lot of moisture for it to work with and a 20% chance for rain Saturday. Other than that, a nice dry week for the most part to help you dry out. Ashley. All right. Thanks, Kat. Just ahead, a Wolfpack legend will be the first NC State student on campus to get a statue. The huge honor for David Thompson and when the statue will be revealed. This is so cool. It's a tribute to a Wolfpack legend soon to greet fans right outside of Reynolds Coliseum. It's a statue of David Thompson will stand outside the arena. The three-time All-American will be the first NC State student to have a statue on campus. Thompson was, of course, a member of the team that secured NC State's first NCAA championship in 1974. He was inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in 1996, and his statue joins four others in front of the Coliseum, uh, all of whom are former coaches, including the late, great Jim Valvano. Thompson's statue will be unveiled on December 6th, just before the, uh, the one game the men will play there this year. The queen of country has a new throne. The Voice returns tonight with highly anticipated new coach Reba McIntyre. We would have such a good time together talking about old times in Atoka, Oklahoma. So, and I would keep you away from now the whole time because he's a wild man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the all-new season premieres tonight at 8 p.m. So it's now Reba, Niall, Gwen, and John Legend, That's I think. That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Reba's been famous for so long. What a gem. I loved her old show. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for making WRL News your choice for local news. Our next newscast is 10 o'clock on, on Fox 50 and 11 on WRL. Have a great night. Keep watching WRL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group. Your partner in real estate. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.